continue in the food realm. Now, I don't know what Pastor Rita was meaning by God don't love me more than y'all. Um, that was a family situation that we had many years ago when I was about nine, ten years old. And we get around the family. My sister would always say, I'm the baby sister. Because she was the youngest sister, even though she's four years older than us. And I had to stop her with that. We only can have one baby in this family. That was me. Stop calling yourself my name. Get out of there. I'm it. And so she remember that. So she catches herself even when she's about to do that. So my, I know my parents love me more than the rest of our other kids. So I'll take one. Uh, we're going to uh, continue in the food realm. Chew with your mouth closed. And so y'all remember kind of the theme for 2023 here at the church when we said, don't talk with your mouth full of somebody else's business. If you don't remember that, that's one of the things we started with. Because uh, a lot of times people like to talk with their mouths full. But it's about somebody else. When it's stuff they don't need to be talking about, they probably need to just be eating it and just keeping it to themselves. And probably even better should be just praying for them. And once they hear it, and maybe go on. So protecting our godly dreams and vision. Now, before we even get into that, there is some truth. Because you hear some people that will say, don't say that out loud or it won't come true. We're not talking about that kind of superstition. And that's not even, that's not even biblical stuff. What we are talking about is when God gives you a word about going out and running to tell somebody so quickly. Because if you're around negative people, the first thing they're going to do is try to make you think it's wrong. Now, how many of y'all have ever been around with negative people? Right? I, I say this to teachers all the time. Negative people, we should put on their tombstone. I expected this. Because they're always looking for something bad. They're always looking for something bad. Like you say anything positive. Oh, no. I don't... That's what we should put on your tombstone. I expected this to die. Now, when God gives you a word, it may not be right away for everyone else. And first, first of all, if he's given you a word, sometimes the first person it's for is for you. Amen, Pastor. Thank you so much. I needed to hear that. I, in fact, when you said people need to keep their mouth shut, that was for me. Right? The first time when you're thinking about when you hear sitting in a sermon or sitting anywhere, you hear something that's a word of correction or sounds correcting, the first thing we do is think about somebody else it should be for. True or true? That's what I do. Y'all, I do that. I go, oh, yeah, they should have been here. They, they need to be quiet sometimes. They need to not follow people in cars that they don't know and waving at them and making faces at them. They, those pe people like that. Need to go to prison. Right? So, but God gives you a word because he needs you to stick with it and chew on it. And he needs you to hear it first so that when it does come time to speak on it, you got it strong enough in you to where it won't get taken away from you. Right? Let's go to the replay booth. Genesis chapter 37, verse 3 through 9. It says, now Israel loved Joseph more than his other sons. How many of y'all know that's a problem? Already, start right off the bat. Because Joseph had been born to him in his old age, so he made him a robe of many colors. Uh, by the way, I was just joking about my parents. Now that I'm reading this, that sounded awful. They should love me more. I am the better kid in my mind. Right? That's my, right. I'm better than my sim. Okay. Even my twin. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Now, a lot of people think, well, how can we serve God? Our family is so messed up. Is this not a messed up family right here? 
This is messed up. God knows about messed up family. God knows about that drunk uncle. God knows about that borrowing aunt. Never got no money. Can I hold something? Yeah, hold yourself away from me. Right? Then Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were blind. We were binding sheaves of grain in the field, and suddenly my sheep rose up and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to mine. Do you intend to reign over us, his brothers asked. Will you actually rule us? So they hated him even more because of his dreams and his statements. Then Joseph had, had another dream and told it to his brothers. Look, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. And Joseph said, everybody going to bow to me in one day. Now, how many of y'all know when little brothers run their mouth, they get beat up a lot? Now, if you don't know that, I'm the youngest of six. I got beat up a lot. Yep, but they lost a lot of band candy they were supposed to sell. You beat me up, I steal those chocolate bars. So couldn't say anything because both parents had to work and they had to go to work. So I had to learn how to get even my way. Okay, back hit. Now, but God gave Joseph a dream. Joseph should have chewed on that dream. He stuck the dream out there too far. And then the people with the hate in their heart and they were hating him because of something his father had already stirred up. They started letting him know, we hate you even more. You can have the right word from God, but not everybody's going to love the word that you have from God. And they're going to be mad about it. Even though you're telling the truth, some people don't like to hear the truth. They struggle with the truth. So that means that when God gives it to you, you better make sure you chew on it and learn how to chew on it for yourself before you go spreading it so that it doesn't get taken away. Because if someone gets mad at you fast enough and long enough, you'll quit believing what God told you to say. Amen, pastor. Thank you. You, you, you've probably been chewing on this a while. So Joseph was set up with an enormous pressure, as we said before, because his father loved him, because his father had him at old age, and, and, and he, was, he was like, this is my kid, but you got other kids in that house. Got other kids in that house. Got other people in there that you need to love. As much jealousy as that caused, it was nothing compared to him speaking up about what God is doing in his life. And that's crazy, right? Because when I started serving God, when the... Um, Last person I dated because I started serving God a little bit before that person as we were still dating. And I was saying like, well, this stuff, we can't do this stuff. We, we got to stop. We out. But let's go to God. Let's go together. Let's start serving God together. She won't know part of it. I remember this. It was, uh, I didn't have a car, so I used to run to work, jog to work. It's not, not that far. Don't, it wasn't like uphill and all that. <laughs> Make it sound like in the snow. <laughs> it was not that. And, and I remember her telling me, she says, you're going to need me. You can't be without me. And I remember I was coming back from a flag football game. I remember taking my cleats out of the car, closed the trunk. She goes, yeah, you, you need me. Shut up. You're not going to go nowhere. And I went into my duplex, and I locked the door, put the bolt on, and that's when answering machines, and I snatched the phone out the wall. We've yet to speak this day. <laughs> like, when you leave, you need to be gone. From someone who does not believe, because I said, I want to serve God. I want us to serve God. She said, you are crazy. Nobody does that. Okay? I don't want you to be godly. <laughs> Let me tell you, you don't want the other one. The other one got historical murders in their past. You don't want that one. 
You don't want divorce, Tory. You don't want cheating, lying, killing, Tory. You don't want that one. You don't want bad attitude, temper, lose your temper, throwing lemonade at people driving on the highway. You don't want that one. Rather have that than God. Really? See, you can't do that without me. I took my cleats out. I could not wait to turn that deadbolt and lock it. And I think when you do that, then I could hear even clearer from God and started catching rides to church and doing whatever it took to be with God. That's what it was going to be. That's what it was going to be. Actually, we saw her when Rita and I got engaged. We were, we were shopping for something. We saw her in the store, and I just kept walking like, I wasn't mad at her, but I'm done. I think there's times where you got to be done, or every dream God gives you, they're going to snuff it out. You'll never be able to live at your full potential when you've got people with patterns that are designed to keep you from believing in what God gave you. I'll never be able to do it. Those are not in the notes. That's free. That's Spotify business right there. So instead of just receiving them, chew on, chew on them, chew on them until God is ready for them to be spoken. So once God is ready for them to be spoken, you can speak. Joseph chose to chew with his mouth open. Have y'all ever eaten with people who eat with their chew with their mouth open? It is the most disgusting. And then they try to talk with the food that they chew with their mouth open while it's still in there. And you ducking and dodging. And so a lot of times people do that in their faith, in their walk with God. But God told me and told you. Told you. You need to keep that to you till it's ready to share with other people. Man, I'm so glad y'all are here. This is not time you are. Now there are times where God is telling you specifically you need to speak up and tell someone. And he'll give you a word. He'll say, hey, share that. Or something comes to you that's a truth, that there's a discussion. You need to share the truth. Okay? Not that. When God gives you a word, chew on it. Now, to be honest, we are going to be hated for the dreams and vision God gives us anyway. But when we chew with our mouths closed, it gives us time to obtain grace to deal with the hate that comes our way. So once I can chew on it, once I get it down in me, you can't take it from me. You can't come to me and say God is not real. You can't come to me and say God doesn't heal. You can't come to me and say God doesn't deliver. You can't say that anymore. I've been chewing on that for too long. Right? I've been in that for too long. And in fact, the fact that there is the, uh, there's a group that in John 15, 18, Jesus said they're hating you because they first hated him. And while we're in this mode and saying, okay, the church needs to be loved, we do. We do. Don't let me, don't get me wrong. But you must speak the truth. And because someone doesn't love it, when you tell them the truth, that doesn't mean you're wrong. Awesome. Hopefully that sets you free. Again, because when somebody comes up to you with a lifestyle and you say, hey, in the Bible it says this. And they hate you for it and they say, well, you're not walking in love. I'm walking in truth. Because the kind of love you're talking about isn't really love at all. Because if you really love me, you'd tell me the truth. If I had something hanging out my nose right before I came up here and you looked me in the face and didn't tell me that I was carrying Charlotte's web and you let me stand here all day when I find you I ask you why 
You ever had people do that? You go to the restroom, you're like, you was looking me in the eye. Surely you could have done that. Well, same thing. You got to be able to tell the truth. I, I believe in that. Now, again, that's according to the word. But God gives you specific words that you have to take care of. Because if not, they're going to be afraid of it. And then when, what people are afraid of, they try to tear down. What people don't understand, they criticize. Right? Well, I wouldn't do it that way. That's why he didn't tell you, because he knew you wouldn't obey him. He told me. Told you specifically how you need to walk and do this. So this should deliver us from feeling guilty for telling the truth. Right? Let me help you out. Amen. Joseph went through 13 years because he wouldn't chew with his mouth closed. 13 years of trouble. Sold into slavery by his brothers. Got in Potiphar's house. Worked well there. Potiphar's wife hit on him. Accused him of touching her, which he didn't. He ran from her. But you know, people like the accusation more than the actual truth. That still happens today. They love the accusation. They love the, they love the tabloid, but they don't like the truth. He went to prison, stayed in prison. This is the innocent person who just spoke too soon. Went to prison, finally went in there, made a deal with the butler. The butler didn't go out there and tell him. Then he goes back out and gets that situated. And then he finally steps up, and he was the second in command under Potiphar. Now, you're, and here's, here's, the, here's the blessing of it. Your dreams will still show up, even if you talk too soon and, and delay them, right? God is a finishing God, right? So the one thing you can't do is give up on the fact that, okay, I've been detoured, but that don't mean you need to give up. Your, your ending is still there. Stay with God. Amen? Awesome. Matthew chapter 17, verse 5 through 9. It says, while Peter was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped him and a loud and a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. But the disciples heard this. They fell face downward in terror. The, then Jesus came over and touched them. Get up. He said, do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, do not tell anyone about this vision until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. How many of y'all know if there's a bright cloud, opens up this roof, speak in there. By the way, we're all going to hit the deck just like they did. This is my beloved son. And, and who am I? Well, you know the disciples are going, I can't wait. I can't wait to go tell my, you know, only thing that's coming to my head, Abernathy, but that, that's not a real name. But whoever, you say, tell no one. Honey, I don't know if something like that happened today. It'd be all over social media. It'd be the first thing they got their cameras up. Is that God? Won't even hear. Because we see people go to concerts and spend more time posting about it than being at the concert. Right? And so Jesus said, tell no one. But God, this is a great miracle. We could use it to witness. Tell no one because until the right time, they won't believe that truth. Right? So again, most people don't make resolutions because the people that they tell tell them you can't do that because you made that resolution last year and you didn't keep it. So now people don't make them because the first people they talk to are negative people. How about make one and don't tell nobody? Make one and tell just you and Jesus unless it's somebody you can trust. Awesome, okay. Jesus knows there are dreams and vision doubters out there. 
right? They walk around with it. And, and, and he tells us to chew on it with our mouths closed until his appointed time. Now, dreams and vision doubters also disguise their doubt by saying, I'm just being real. I'm just being honest. I'm just being truthful. Well, I can tell that I haven't had the dream. I mean, I'm not living in a dream right now, but the dream is the dream. It's on the way. The vision is on the way. The vision is yet for a point in time. I, I know it's there. What I need for you to do is believe with God for me that I keep following his path to get there. But since you're incapable of doing it, I'm going to go find someone who will believe. Truth about chewing is that it allows what we are eating to be digested easier. Have you ever swallowed something too soon? And you didn't chew it enough. Yeah, yeah, you know. To get that, and depending on where you were eating at, you got that out. Let's say you get that out and you can't talk, your voice is all messed up. You know, anybody ever choke like that? And you, oh my gosh, I almost choke. But then you keep eating. You go right back to eating. You don't stop, which is amazing, right? We've done that. Have y'all ever done that? Like, I'm like eh, eh. give me a minute. Give me a minute. People do that. People come choke on something at church, but don't come back. But you eat the fish with the bone in it. Let's search. Well, how about that when you come to church and you have a bonehead that gets in your face and make you choke on something that you didn't come to choke on, maybe a bad attitude or something, but you still come anyway because you know how to pick out the bones. I'm trying. Then I come alone. And you got to chew that thing, chew that thing, and chew that thing until you can digest it. No one believed. When, when Pastor Ed and I t- told our pastor only, I, I, in fact, I told my pastor only, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to propose to her. I'm only telling you because the elders in the church at the time didn't believe that a black person and a white person should be together. Now, the elders of the church are not my God. So I wasn't going to get mad about them. That's, what, that's them. They need to deal with that. They don't have to deal with that. That's, that's them, right? That's them. I, I, I didn't do, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not big on taking that race thing personal because I know who I am. I don't have to do that. And so when we did that, and I told just him, and we said, hey, look, we're going to get married. And, and so you know, what, what, what's my next step? He said, I believe she's going to like that. What that told me was she had already told him he's going to ask me to marry him. Like she knew. Rude. Don't go tell the pastor what I'm going to ask the pastor before I ask the pastor. but she heard from the spirit of God but she didn't come to me with that she went to him get it she didn't come hey you going I know you're gonna ask me to marry well she could have messed that deal up somebody telling me that especially when I went through cleats girl who telling me I need her she might have just read you know okay we'll see we'll see I don't know get that ring back I need a pair of shoes but we didn't, and that's who we shared with. And again, once we did, we got married. And, and once he said it out loud, once the announcement, all of them pulled our pastor into a room and said, you ain't going to seriously do that, are you? He said, I ain't going to seriously do it. I'm going to spiritually do it. Because it was, and then it got worse because once we got married, they, he, felt, he said that I believe y'all should be the youth pastors. And that really made a bunch of people leave. Look at us. We made the church split. So if you get, you start working on your dreams, your vision, what God called you to do. And even those who support you, sometimes it may cause the people that need to leave to leave. They weren't there to fight for God anyway. 
Now, one thing we knew was our parents were on board, our family was on board, but just because some people that don't really pay any bills and do anything in our life wasn't on board, we didn't let their judgment be on board. See, we don't ask at weddings who don't, who don't agree with this wedding. I ain't asking that. This is already set up by God. Dude. Who cares what you Get out. Get out. I just show up to weddings with an attitude. I dare Aunt Gertrude come up here and try to fix something that somebody's been chewing on and their marriage has come together. And now we got this. And, and so, and, and the reason why I say that is that when you get it, don't lose it. Because I see little kids all the time that these folks in schools are shoving down. You're a bad kid. You ain't going to ever be any better. Like, no, you ain't. When did you become my cook? You can't let them cook for your kid. You cook for your kid. You tell them. You encourage them. You tell them the truth about them. There's an appointed time to speak. Truth about chewing is that it allows that what we're eating to be digested either. If a dream is just sitting in our mouths and we open up too soon, the enemy will be able to attack it easier because when we have fully, because until we have fully digested it, what God has given us, there's nothing the enemy can do once you digest it. There's nothing that the enemy can tell you that God, he can't tell you God isn't real. He can't do that. We've been digesting that for years. It's gone. It's in there. He can't mess with it. But if I let that sit on my mouth, then I'll start questioning God. So again, I got to take the word and I got to put it in me and digest what God has said about me. If it's peace, I need to digest peace. If it's about raising my kids, I'm going to need to digest that. If it's about believing God for healing, I need to digest it. I need to chew on that. And, and again, we got prayers that we agree with people even to this day that we have not told a bunch of other people. Jesus tells the disciples to not say a word until he was raised from the dead. Why wouldn't he want them to talk about God the Father speaking to him out loud? Because he knows until he gets up, people are going to say, he's not the son of God. What you heard was just rain. But once he got up, there's no doubt he was the son of God. You got it? So God is saying there are some things that need to resurrect in you so that before you speak, so that there be no doubt in you. You know you're going to have doubters out there, but as long as there's no doubt in you, it's going to come to pass. Awesome. Okay, that, that's cool. That's cool, too. Watch this, though. It says this. This this is our other part in Matthew chapter 23, verse 24. It says, you blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. The comparison of a gnat compared to a camel imagine saying eat a camel or eat a gnat or you die which one's going to be easier to eat the gnat even though it's nasty i get it i mean we can think about some camel's hump boiled up and put in over some gravy but look yeah, we're just going to go with this right people will strain strain at the simple god loves you and people will struggle to believe that but they will believe in the hatred and bitterness of this world but you tell them, no, God loves you. God forgives you. God, God blesses you. I don't know if I can eat that. I don't think God, you don't know what I did. Shut up. God loves you. God want to kill me. Oh, I can eat that. Why? I'm never going to have anybody in my life that loves me. I can eat that. 
no, God will provide for you. No, I'm going to be poor. I'm going to be messed up. I'm going to be an addict. I'm going to be messed up in my head. I can eat that, but I can't eat that. God delivers me and sets me free. This is why it's good. When, when, so Sahab said it. Church needs deliverance. People don't like to hear that because they think, oh, I'm a Christian. I don't need to be delivered. Sometimes, yes, yes, you do. A lot of times we do. We need to be delivered from old attitudes and behaviors. It can be just as demonic as an actual demon in your body. When you doubt every single thing first, you change the scriptures. Instead of saying, seek first the kingdom of God, you seek first your opinion about it. And then instead of everything being added, everything gets doubted. Just, good. just chew on it. You ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to say amen no more. Just chew on everything I say from here on out. It's like we said last week about Jairus needing his daughter to be healed. He's, Jesus is walking away to heal her. And on his way to heal her, the woman touches him with the issue of blood. Now, here's a, here's a sermon I'm working on. I'll tell you this now because I can tell you I'm working on a sermon. That Jesus said, who touched me? You're God. Why don't you know? Anybody ever asked that question? What? What? You're you. King of kings, you don't know who touched you? You're God. Why don't you know? Like, I'm trying to process this verse, but I need to, before I chewed it all up, because I was getting it this morning, I need y'all to help me understand why didn't he know who touched him? Like, you're God. Sometimes we ask, I, this is me asking, the one with the issue of blood just answered, and his disciples said, it's so many people around you. How can we know who touched you? Because then when you really touch God, he's going to turn around and respond to try to find what you're touching him for. Or some people reach him but not touch him. And say, so I don't want to be in a remote where I'm just reaching God and not touching God. Because again, I don't have any fellowship with God because all I'm doing is just reaching, reaching. I'm reaching for stuff. I think I believe this. I think I believe that. I think I believe that. But when I touch him, who touched me? Now we got some fellowship. Now we got some engagement. I still got to figure out why he didn't know. And was it for the people around him to say that out loud? Y'all close to me, but you're not touching me. You're around me, but I can't get in you. Like, you know, I'm your savior, but you won't let me be your Lord. How about that? Right? You can come to church, but I can't come to anything else in your life. You got more songs outside of the church memorized than the church. The church songs, you need the words. Is it the jacket? Is right? I, like I, I want him to know at the end of the day, I love him. All of me, just I surrender. I surrender. So we give him that. He says, "You blind guys, you strain at a gnat, but you can swallow a camel." If Pastorita says she loves me, why would I doubt that every day? It's because I love you. I, I love you. Oh no, it's been thirty years. Oh no. Bruh, how long does it take for you to digest that? And God is saying he loves you. And some people walk around guilty. They feel like unworthy. They feel condemned. They feel like, like just digest he loves you. Go with that. Bruh, keep it. Kiss it. Keep it simple salvation. See, y'all know that other one. Right? Just, just get it. No, God, you don't know what they did to me. No, I know what they did to me, too. Oh, here's another one. Forgive them because they know not what they do. I'm working on that one, too. They didn't know what they were doing to you. And you're like, yeah, they did know. No, they didn't know. They didn't know that you'd be still dealing with what they did. Okay? 
So we give it back, give it back to God. He says, quit straining that I've forgiven you and I've set you free. Quit straining that the fact that you can live beyond the thing that's in your life, beyond an addiction. And again, like I said last week, people do not give up on God because they make a mistake. People give up on God because they make it of a habit. And when you start making things a habit instead of just, I made a mistake, that's when it becomes a problem. Like, I ain't got no problem when, when, if we make a mistake in our relationship, but if I make it a habit, then we're going to need to go see some people. Or I may not be able to see if I make it a habit, right? So there's times, make a mistake, get up, and you get up from it. But if you keep making it a habit, if you turn it into a habit, then that's when it becomes a problem. So the gospel is simple. We want to make sure we keep it simple. Basically, they would look at what was clearly good and call it evil. Are we living in that right now? There are people swallowing stuff about humanity right now that is absolutely crazy. Crazy. You a man? No, I'm a woman. You swallowed that, but you won't swallow the love of God? That's what you swallow? No, I'm a six-year-old. Yeah, I believe that. That's normal. But you won't swallow creation? Yeah, just keep chewing. Just keep chewing. Keep. And just because it's a loved one, don't change the truth. I mean, it's real. We have to keep up with the truth. Okay, Chris, here it is. Habakkuk. Chapter 2. <laughs> Verses 2 through 4. And the Lord answered me. All right, so I'm a, I'm, I am going to ask you for engagement. Who did he answer? Everybody say me. And so one of the things, too, that we're, and the reason why I'm making you say that, who did he answer? Everybody kind of get caught up in the fact that that, well, the Lord hears everybody else's prayers except mine. That's not true. He answers me. Right? And I have to understand that God answers me. He answers my prayers. He answered it. Now, I may not like the way he answers it. Anybody ever get the answer you know what I'm looking for? I learned out a long time ago, don't ask elementary kids if, I, if you look fat. To them, you do. No matter how small you are, they will tell you, yes, mister, we can't even see the blackboard. You're in front. And he said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run it, run it, run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Wait for it. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Part that I want us to focus on is verse 3 says, but at the end, it shall speak. The dreams and visions will speak. You don't have to. This is a dream and vision from God. It's going to speak. You need to quit talking about it and just live about it. This is saying the, meals will, the, the enemy will sell you bite-sized meals God serves you life-size milk. He wants to sell you a moment. God wants to sell you eternity and serve you eternity. 
And that's where he wants to bless you with. And so he says, read it. It will speak. Right? And you've heard people when you say you're going to do something, they'll say, I'll believe it when I. So you let the vision, you let the dream speak instead of you talking about it. No one's going to believe you talk about it. And I want to be careful, careful how I do this, but, but we, we, uh, for Brad and I, we hear people come up to us all the time telling us about what they can do. I'm not going to point out any individual just in case someday they may come to church someday. But they tell us what they can do, and we're just like, just smile, okay? Because we've never seen it. We've never seen it. And a lot of times when we start talking about, here's what God doing in my life, and God called me to do this, and God called me to be a prophet, and God called me to do this, hey, how about you sit there and chew on it until God moves you into that place? And walk in it. Awesome. Awesome. Again, and about your family, and about your life, you're believing for whatever increase, whatever abundance, kids are going back to school, believing for it, just speak that in your heart, and you and God give it for that before God tells you to send it out. It's not that you're afraid of anything in the world, but you want to be obedient to God that that has the right cover. Before you start, gather in your crowd. Doubt and people not believing you, and no matter how confident you are, nobody wants to hear, I don't believe what you said. Nobody. Nobody. And no matter how many times I've done speeches, I don't take people's feedback because I don't care. Well, I don't really like it. Well, I didn't come here just for you. There you go. That's one. That's what I was looking for. There's other people. I absolutely love verse 3, how it confirms the need to chew your mouth shut. Your dream will speak. When it is all said and done, God's word over our life will speak. We just need to keep chewing with our mouths closed. So when I finally got to pray, pray over my mom in church, got to do that. And, and she's weeping because she had been speaking this over me when I was that back then. When I was that car brake cutting, line cutting, gas cutting, crawling under people's cars, cutting their fuel tanks and cutting. She was saying, oh, you're going to be a preacher. And you don't even know what I'm doing when y'all go to sleep. You don't even know what the family's getting. Now, my older siblings were getting me out to go do this stuff to get even with people. But, but I fit under the cars, which is another rude thing, which I think I never grew because, anyway. She saw this, and she would speak it over me. And she couldn't tell her, for, you know, telling all the other kids because the other kids would be like, you don't know how bad that boy is. That boy ain't going to ever amount to anything. Other people were saying it because other people were saying he's going to die by the time he turns 21. He'll surely be dead by the time he turns 30. And for sure, he'll never make it past 40. That's okay. In three or four weeks, I'll turn 56. How about that? How about we make it to that? But then again, we know the dream and vision will speak. Right? Amen. You guys bow your heads. Man, I love how y'all are chewing with your mouth shut. I, man, y'all are living this sermon right here in my face. Father, we just pray. We thank you, Lord God, that there's things you put in our hearts. I pray that things that you've resurrected back in people's heart and back into their mouths that was stolen away just because they were excited and shared too soon or just shared with gladness. And, and then there was a dream and vision doubter. 
But Lord God, I thank you that you're bringing it back up. The taste of a dreamer, the taste of vision, the taste of hope, Lord God. The taste that I believe that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know how to be abased. I know how to be abound. I can taste and see that God is good as I chew on it. I'm going to be able to digest what you want to do in our lives. I believe it, Lord. I believe it. I'm afraid of no one, no man. I know what you told me, but I also want to be obedient and do it according to your timing. It is not what man can do to my words when I speak them out loud. It's what I'm considering to believe once it goes out loud. So Lord, help me to chew on it so I get it. I get the revelation of what you told me. Then I'll share it. Lord, I thank you for blessing us. I believe that you are speaking things in our hearts, soul, minds, and bodies over our families. Lord, God, and over our lives, Lord. We refuse to set it out there so anyone can just steal it and take it away. We believe that it's going to come to pass. We hold it within us, and we thank you, Lord God, as you're going to prepare us to speak it forth at the right time. We give you all the praise, all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.